When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. On this episode, we're going to introduce Bruno Gomeresh to you guys. He's Newcastle United's marquee signing of the January transfer window. And I've got Jonathan Johnson, a French football expert for CBS Sport, to pop onto the Everything Is Black and White podcast and give us an insight into the Brazilian and what he'll bring to Newcastle United's fight for safety. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Musgrove. And on today's episode, I'm going to introduce to you Bruno Gomerez with the help of Jonathan Johnson, who is a French-based football expert for CBS. Jonathan, thank you very much for popping on to the podcast. Oh, thanks a lot for having me. Um, now, you were away when this deal broke and it kind of came out of the blue for many people. But when you heard this... Were you surprised that Bruno Gomerez was ending up at Newcastle United? I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily that I was surprised that he was ending up at Newcastle. I'd just say that I was surprised that Leon were going to let him go because he's been one of their better performers since joining the club. However, uh, it's well documented that Janino, uh, the sport, the former sporting director who brought him in, uh, left recently. Uh, and, you know, that has sort of paved the way for, you know, Bruno to to, to be on the market. So, uh, you know, I think he's a fantastic acquisition for, for Newcastle. I think they've done, uh, you know, a, a very good job of, of making sure that they were first in the queue to get his signature. I'll be honest, I think I would have expected more this kind of calibre of signing uh, this coming summer, uh, you know, if and when Newcastle... Uh, confirm their their Premier League status for for next season. I was perhaps a little bit surprised that he'd be willing to to put himself into a relegation battle, but not at all surprised that he was wanted by Premier League clubs. Because he had interest from Arsenal, he's been linked to the likes of Juventus. You know, teams at the right end of their of their leagues, and like you said, Newcastle are down in the relegation zone now. There's talk that his wages have been dramatically increased. No surprise, given Newcastle's wealth, I guess, but. What do you think was is has persuaded him to take that risk? Because, like you say, it is it is a gamble. Newcastle are in the relegation zone; they might only be a point off safety. But you know, for me, the odds are still against them. So, why do you think he's taken that leap? I mean, I think he, you know, is a very confident player, uh, confident in in his ability. Uh, you know, is it, very easy to adapt to a lot of different uh, situations and environments. And I think he probably looks at that and thinks that, you know, with uh, the moves that have been made this January and what he was hearing at the time that he decided to, you know, to, to sign on the dotted line, he, uh, you know, he fancied Newcastle's chances uh, of staying up. And, I, you know, I think when you look at all the transfer dealings done in January, you'd have to say that Newcastle probably now have brought in, uh, you know, enough quality to probably, you know, you know, guarantee their their safety. I mean, obviously, the sooner, uh, you know, that, uh, that you can get yourself away from the relegation zone, the better. But, uh, you know, I, th- I think he will have looked at it and thought it's, you know, it's far from a lost cause. Uh, and the, the chances are good that Newcastle will remain a Premier League team uh, going into next season. And then from there, 
you know, they will be able to build, uh, you know, with uh, with this new money, with the the ambitions that the, the new ownership group have. Um, you know, it's sort of echoing something that Sven Botman, a Newcastle target, was saying uh, just last night. Um, you know, Newcastle's project now is like, uh, you know, PSGs and Man City's were at the, at the very beginning uh, of those projects. And, uh, you know, Gimarej, I, I think perhaps might have liked the idea as well that he would be sort of the first, uh, you know, big marquee name signing, uh, you know, for this project as well. I'm sure that, you know, played some part in the appeal. And I guess the little touches as well, I'm sure he, he spoke to Eddie Howe, maybe one or two of the, the ownership group, and they are infectious with their plans. They're confident Newcastle will stay, stay up. And then they've got big ambitions. But the likes of Steve Nixon, Newcastle's uh, you know, chief recruitment man, going out to Brazil to, to, to finish off the deal. Maybe you know it's a nice little touch there. And maybe he's spoken to Joe Linton as well, his, his fellow countryman, about what Newcastle's like. And you never know, Joe Linton and him could be the, the, the midfield partnership, the way Joe Linton's been played recently is this kind of central midfielder, which no one saw coming. Um, people have described Gomez as potentially the best young central midfielder in Europe. Is that a fair description, do you think? I don't think it's unfair. I don't think it's too far off the mark. He is a very, very good player. Uh, I mean, I was thinking to myself just recently when PSG drew away at Lyon in Ligue 1, uh, you know, he was probably the best performer on the pitch that night. You know, I thought he stood out, uh, you know, head and shoulders pretty much above everybody else. Uh, you know, Lyon had a, a good thing going with Guimaraes uh, and also Lucas Paqueta in the midfield. So I was surprised to see them, uh, you know, break it up. But when you look at the business that they've done sort of in behind the Bruno Guimaraes deal, it's it's a bit more understandable but uh you know i i think that it is a it, it is a fair shout he's definitely one of the uh you know best young midfielders uh, in europe uh, and i can see why there were so many clubs uh, queuing up for for his signature i mean i have to be honest uh, given that i'm an aston villa fan and i know that arsenal have kept him out on douglas louise i'm surprised that they would have gone for somebody like louise over uh, Gimarej, because in, in my opinion, if you're sort of choosing between the two, uh, I would have actually gone for, for Gimarej. I mean, don't get me wrong, I think Douglas Luiz is a is a fine player as well. I just think that his ceiling is not as high uh, as Bruno's. For those who haven't seen Gimarej play, can you just, first of all, give our listeners a bit of an idea of, of, of where you think he might play and his attributes as well? Yeah, I mean, he's sort of one of those like deep lying midfielders, but also quite creative, very good on the ball. Uh, you know, I, I'd say he's actually, you know, quite close to being a, a very complete player. I mean, don't expect him to be, uh, you know, sort of uh, a real goal threat, but certainly in terms of like chance uh, creation, uh, you know, he is uh, has, has great vision, great technique, uh, you know, and is a, is a very exciting player. I mean, I'd, I'd liken... I mean, okay, not not the type of player, but sort of the the, the vision with this signing to to somebody like Johan Kabai, uh, you know, ten years or so ago. You know, he's somebody who I think a new midfield can be constructed around, one that will make Newcastle very competitive in the Premier League going forward. In terms of his development, coming from um, when when he joined Leon, how how has he developed over the last couple of years? Have you seen him grow into the game, into you know the competitive nature of of Ligue 1? I mean, he came with very high references uh, to Lyon. Uh, obviously, Juninho made a point of him wanting him to be one of the first players that was brought over from Brazil under his watch. 
not all of the moves that, that Janino looked to, to, to bring to fruition in, uh, in Lyon worked out, uh, notably bringing Silvino in as coach. But Guimaraes was, you know, undoubtedly a success for Lyon in the, in the relatively short period of time that he was there. And I, he really didn't need that long to, to hit the ground running. You know, he's very much an, an all-action player, uh, you know, and, and adapted very well uh, in a very short space of time. And I think that speaks to not only his abilities as a footballer, but sort of also the kind of uh, character that he is. You know, he wasted little time in trying to learn French and, and blend in with his teammates. Uh, and I think you can probably expect the same uh, from him at St. James's Park, which, uh, you know, I think will really help Newcastle, given, uh, you know, the situation that they're in at the moment, uh, fighting against relegation. So we expect them to be speaking Geordie very soon then, um, so you can understand the crowd. Uh, given Newcastle's options in the middle, you know, John Joe Shelby's been a regular starter under Eddie Howe. We've got Sean Longstaff, who's looking to get a new deal at the end of this season. Uh, Joe Willick, who hasn't quite lived up to the, to the hype of last season. Isaac Hayden will be working back from injury. Who do you see him fitting in alongside? I mean, it's interesting. I think it's uh, like 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 you were saying. You know, the the emergence of Joe Linton recently sort of as a more midfield option. You know, the fact that their you know fellow Brazilians can communicate very clearly with each other. I think that definitely has the potential, at least sort of in the short term, between now and the end of the season, to be something that Eddie Howe looks to to tap into. But you know, I, for me, I really see this as sort of the first step towards the future for Newcastle. And I think uh, you know, whoever he's played alongside with uh, in the in, in the midfield, you know, Bruno will look to play uh, you know a very leading role uh, in in that midfield. He's definitely not a, a passenger who will sort of look uh, to his teammates in the middle and, and and you know be led by them. He'll be the one uh, you know sort of doing the leading. And I think. He, it will take little to no time for him to emerge as a very strong influence in that midfield. Which is absolutely brilliant because Newcastle have lacked leadership in the last uh, few years. You know, Kieran Trippi has come in and we've seen instantly him uh, provide a bit of leadership to the back line, a bit of organisation. So I think if Gomez can add to that, it will be um, a brilliant addition to the dressing room. I read a BBC article in which uh, when he was back in Brazil at the age of 21, I think it was maybe a final or a semi-final he told he went to the dressing room at half time and, and and give his fellow teammates a telling off and said if you don't want to have the ball give it to me and I'll do the rest and uh, the the manager at the time was talking about how that showed his character twenty one so obviously he's a tad little older now but um it sounds like he's definitely got um, a, a bit of backbone and a voice to be heard. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think there is definitely leadership potential there. Uh, obviously, it'll depend how quickly he beds in off the pitch. Uh, I, I don't know what his English uh, is like, but I don't imagine, uh, you know, given what I've seen from him in France, that it'll take him too long to, you know, to at least build up a, a basic working knowledge uh, of the language where he's able to, to communicate, uh, you know, not only with his teammates, but, but also with the staff and, uh, you know, with the fans as well through through interviews. Uh, and, you know, I, I definitely think that he's somebody who Newcastle have identified as, you know, a potential uh, leader, you know, moving into the future as, as part of the, the project. And, you know, going back to, to one of your first questions, you know, I think that's also, uh, you know, what appealed to him about this move to, to Newcastle, why he wanted to make the jump now, because I think he can see 
in that project, uh, you know, the opportunity for to, to make himself a really a really key component for the for the Magpies. Uh, also, the, as a Villa fan, I think uh, Newcastle have done very well in pick, picking up Matty Target. He's been a very consistent performer for Villa since he arrived at Villa Park. And I think you know, looking at some of those moves, uh, you know, Target on top of Bruno, like you said, you've got Trippier in as well, and Chris Wood. You know, I think there's enough experience, Premier League know-how. Uh, and flair, uh, you know, in in those moves, Dan Burn as well, obviously, um, you know, to to stay up, uh, you know, perhaps look towards uh, you know mid table more between now and the end of the season. Uh, I'd I'd be very surprised, uh, you know, if the majority of those signings didn't hit the ground running. Fingers crossed. We have done an introduction to Matt Target as well with Burnham Lives, Ashley Priest, so you can find that on our podcast channel. Um, I mean, we've talked about the situation Newcastle United are in. We've talked about how Gomez will bring a bit of leadership. Um, I mean, that fight element as well is very important because I felt coming into this window, um, if they were going to sign a marquee player, it, it, it might be a bit difficult because the player you sign if you're mid-table and look at the break into the top 10 or a little bit higher is a little bit different to the type of player you need to sign if you're battling against relegation, you need somebody with a bit of grit and determination. So where does Gamera's lie in, in terms of that? Will he bring the fight to the cause? Yeah, I definitely think he will do. But I also think, you know, a large reason why Newcastle have been able to bring Bruno in now is the fact that they were very opportunist. They they looked at what was happening at Lyon. They, you know, it's been quite a tumultuous time, uh, you know, for the French giants there. Obviously, they remain, uh, you know, one of the leading powers in Ligue 1, but they're not sort of the Lyon of old, sort of 10, 15 years ago. Uh, and given the, the the issues surrounding the club, it's not been a, an easy start for, for Boss as uh, as coach. Uh, Jean-Michel Olas is getting plenty of criticism. Janino obviously has, has left uh, sort of in the, in the winter break period. Uh, so I think that it was inevitable that there was going to be some change there and Newcastle have just been very opportunist about it, plucking Bruno, who, you know, was, you know, already quite an influential uh, member of that, uh, that Leon squad. So yeah, I definitely think that he will bring a lot of determination, a lot of fight, uh, you know, and he will be looking to impress uh, uh, as well from the, from the get go. Uh, you know, he is a massively talented player as we've already established, uh, you know, and I think for him moving to the Premier League, will represent a dream coming true so you know don't uh don't expect him to to sort of shy away from the challenge you know i think he will see uh you know getting newcastle out of the relegation zone i wouldn't say he'll see it as a walk in the park but he'll definitely see it as sort of within his uh his capabilities as as, as part of a, a new look squad because with the world cup coming up as well he'll want to stake his claim there the first brazilian international playing for newcastle since miradina in the late 80s um in terms of it adapting to the premier league we've seen few a few players come over from from france and other european leagues and just struggle a little bit with the pace um others fit in you know perfectly and straight away how long do you think it'll take gomez to, to to bed in and to to settle I'd be surprised if it took him long at all. Uh, you know, I think one of the things that really benefits players moving from Ligue 1 to the Premier League is the fact that it's so strict tactically uh, in Ligue 1. Uh, you know, the, the 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 grounding that you get from playing in France, it, you know, sort of makes it tailor-made really for, for them to then move to the Premier League. You know, we saw that. 
you know, all those years ago when Newcastle were bringing in that that massive influx of uh, of French quality. Uh, and I think that the Guimaraes will sort of be in that kind of Kabaya bracket where they really, uh, you know, take to life in uh, in in the Premier League like a duck to water. Yeah, and Kabaya obviously a brilliant signing, and uh, despite the way it ended at Newcastle, still held in very high regard by Newcastle United fans. We, we've talked a lot about his pluses. Gamerez, and you mentioned earlier on that you wouldn't expect him to score too many goals. Is is that has that been a problem at Lyon or is it a case of look, he does everything else, the goals are someone else's responsibility? Now, is that something you think he can work on, you know, in the future and just add a few more goals to his game? I mean, I think he could definitely work on it. Like I said, he's a very all-action player, but you know, when you look at that Leon side with the the quality that they have in attack, you know, having somebody else like Paqueta also sort of in in that area between the midfield and attack, you, it was inevitable that he was never really going to be expected to chip in that much in, in terms of goal threats. I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, he can finish, uh, but it's just I wouldn't say that it's one of the strongest uh, elements of his game. Perhaps that is something that will develop in the Premier League. You know, we we know all about sort of, uh, you know, the, the, the 100 mile an hour style of play. And, you know, I think that that... Uh, you know, will suit somebody of uh, of Bruno's technique, uh, and it's definitely something that he could potentially add to his game uh, over time. You know, and you know, who knows? Perhaps he and Joel Linton, given Joel Linton's history of playing as an attacker, you know, they can start to tap into that and become uh, you know quite a prolific pairing between them. Maybe with Bruno providing the ammunition for Joel Linton to you know to finally show his teeth in front of goal. Yeah, that would be brilliant. When you heard about this deal and, and you know the price that has been paid, it's you know it's not astronomical for the for what we've heard for all the hype surrounding uh, Gomez. Were you surprised that no one came in to to steal him off Newcastle? And I know that clubs they don't maybe have the the wealth of Newcastle, but you know Juve spent heavily this month, and Arsenal didn't really spend at all, if at all, actually, to my knowledge. Um, were you surprised none of the, the bigger clubs in a better position came in and, and took him off Newcastle's hands? I'm sure that a lot of the bigger clubs were looking at, uh, you know, what Newcastle were doing and, and didn't perhaps realise just how uh, serious the situation was at Lyon in the, in the in the fact that he could be prized away in January. But also, I, I think one of the, the, the big pluses for Newcastle this month has been the fact that they haven't had to sell to buy or, you know, at least rejig their squad as many, uh, you know, big clubs in, in Europe have had to do. So, you know, yeah, I'm sure that there's a few clubs who are perhaps... You know, looking at the business done and, and maybe kicking themselves. But I think for any other, you know, real sort of European giant, you know, you mentioned Juventus earlier, uh, clubs like that, as we've seen with the business that they've done, they had to move, uh, you know, different pieces around before they could bring players in. And obviously Juventus are a, a special case given that they dropped so much money on Vlaovic. So, you know, I think that it was a question of many of the bigger clubs who probably had him on their radar were looking at other players and perhaps had one or two positions where they needed to strengthen more than in Bruno's position. But also the fact that they would have had to move other players on before being able to make a move. And that really played into, into Newcastle's hands. I mean, what interests me a lot about the, the Bruno deal is the way that it's been structured. Because if Newcastle were to go down, you know, Leon would lose out on a, on a fairly big chunk of money based on what's been written by the club in their, in their official communique. Um, you know, so I think they will also feel very confident that they're selling Bruno to a club that will remain a Premier League club beyond uh, this season. So, um, again, I'm, I'm not really surprised that Newcastle have targeted somebody like him to show their ambition, you know, as this new project gets underway. 
Um, uh, and I think it was just a question of good timing, really, that uh, that has enabled Bruno to make this move. Yeah, we hope it all pays off. Can you then just finally on, on Gomez before I ask you just, just a question on Hugo Akeke. Um, Can you just describe to our listeners then in a sentence or so what Newcastle have got in Bruno Gomez? Yeah, I think they've got a very talented midfielder, somebody who hasn't quite tapped into his all of his potential just yet, somebody who I think will flourish in the Premier League. Uh, you can expect him to do sort of a bit of everything. Like I said, don't expect too many goals, but otherwise... Uh, you know, he is very much a, an all-action uh, player, somebody who I think the midfield will be built around moving forward. Uh, and, you know, assuming that all goes well in the, the bid to avoid relegation, you know, I definitely think that he will be a cornerstone uh, for this new project at St. James Park. It's a very exciting uh, signing, uh, you know, and I think, uh, you know, he's probably a taste of, of what is to come if Newcastle do remain a Premier League side beyond this season. Do you think um, he can handle the attention that comes with playing for Newcastle. You know, you can't walk down the street and without, you know, fans coming over for an autograph, a photograph. And some players absolutely love that. You know, it, football to Newcastle United fans in the city is absolutely everything. And James's Park can be up, it can be down. You know, it's a really difficult um, place to play for, for some players. Some players love it. How will Gomez handle it, do you think? I mean, I think having played for Lyon uh, is already a very good... Um, wouldn't say like a finishing school, but it's good preparation for, for a move to a Premier League club because obviously <clears throat> the footballing culture in France is not quite the same as it is in the UK. Uh, you know, they, the players don't get mobbed going down the street most of the time. You know, they, they do have sort of a, a decent amount of, of privacy. Uh, you know, but also Lyon are a big, big club, both in a European sense as well as a domestic one. So, you know, I think that, you know, although, uh, you know, hearing St. James Park full to capacity, uh, you know, really letting rip, uh, you know, will be uh, an impressive experience for him. It's it's something that I think he'll be prepared for, given his experiences in uh, in Gigan over the last year or two. Yeah, well, we'll find out on the 8th of February against Everton when we think he'll probably make his debut. Um, just finally then, just on Hugo Ateke, you know, there was a bit accepted yesterday. It looked like he was going to come and then he decided not to, he decided to stay with the Rams. Were you surprised at that? And is that one to revisit for Newcastle in the summer, do you think? I definitely think it's one uh, to revisit for Newcastle. I don't think Newcastle will be alone in trying to to move for him if he continues on his current trajectory. Uh, I just think at the end of the day, being totally honest, I think it was probably the best decision for the player. Uh, You know, he's been a bit of a... I don't really like to say an overnight sensation, but he's only just broken onto the scene. Uh, and I think he needs a bit of a longer proving period uh, before he moves on to the Premier League. Uh, you know, what we've seen from him so far is very encouraging. Uh, I think Haas is definitely the best place for him to be for his development right now. Uh, like I said, um, you know, Newcastle aren't the only club looking at him. Uh, that Haas uh, statement uh, alluded to the fact that Newcastle's offer wasn't the only one that they received this month. But it sounds like, uh, you know, the, the the club and the player both mutually recognise that it's it's in their best interests to at least see out the, the season together. Uh, if he continues his current form, you can only imagine that that price tag will probably grow uh, before the summer. But, uh, you know, if he does continue uh, in, in this current line of development, then, you know, he is a player who's going to be wanted by a lot of, uh, a lot of European clubs. I mean, I, I think if he'd made the move this month, uh, if I had to sort of draw any kind of like parallels, 
would have reminded me a little bit of the the David Ingo um, transfer to Liverpool uh, a decade or so ago, where you have a technically talented young player, but somebody who I think it probably would have been too much too soon for uh, in terms of moving to the Premier League. And I think Ekitike is somebody who will benefit from at least seeing out the season in France, uh, if not continuing for one more campaign uh, next season. But we'll, we'll see what happens between now and the end of the, this term. Uh, for sure, he's going to be somebody that, that clubs are keeping an eye on uh, with, with a view to potentially making a move this summer. Yeah, one to watch. Then just to sign off, Jonathan, can you tell our listeners how you actually pronounce Bruno's surname? Bruno Guimaraes, like the like the Portuguese club, Vitoria Guimaraes. Guimaraes, right. There we have it, Guimaraes. So I've been saying it wrong for the past few days. So it's Guimaraes. I know that now. Uh, Jonathan, <laughs> thank you very much for joining us on the Everything is Black and White podcast. Jonathan is a French football expert. You can follow him on Twitter at John, so that's J-O-N, underscore Lee Gossip that's L-E-G-O-S-S-I-P I'll put that in the podcast notes as well Jonathan thank you for popping on and providing us with the insights fantastic thanks a lot for having me it's been an absolute pleasure thank you very much